like for me, nature kind of soothes down the jagged edges. And right. I, I really hope that my art can do that for other people. Welcome. Today we have Jody Kincaid from Jody Kincaid Studios. She's a fellow artist, uh, creative soul, and I'm really drawn to her artwork because she infuses nature into her paintings and the peace and the solitude that we get when we go out into nature, which is so healing. Um, so I guess without further ado, I'm going to ask Jody to start out with how you began painting. Oh, thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I, I used to own a, a gift shop and I, I remember moving things around and selling things. And I had people in my shop that um, were creators and I kept looking at their things and thinking, this is really great that I'm doing this shop, but what's even more cool to me is that these people actually created these things and I'm just moving around their stuff. So that was sort of the tiny seed of the beginning. Um, and then I, I just started trying different things and nothing, you know, I did scrapbooking and I did, um, I mean, I did collage, I did all kinds of things and nothing like hit me until I tried painting. And then it was a whole nother world. I was like, oh, wow. And I kind of just decided that's going to be my thing. That's what I want to do. I want to learn it. I want to become proficient at it. And so I just, that's kind of how it began. When did that start? I mean, when did you get the seed? Oh, oh gosh, that was years ago. I really started uh, painting in earnest, I guess, about eight years ago, like really trying to figure it out and learn. And, you know, it's a lifelong process. Like you <laughs> feel like you never quite conquer it, but I suppose that keeps it interesting. If you're, if you're constantly trying to, you know, learn it and, and get better at it and try new things. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. we change and we evolve um, as humans. So the yeah. same applies to our art, you know, as we change, we evolve, we grow, our art grows. I, I think of um, Picasso. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, you can tell Picasso pieces, but they've, they changed dramatically over time. So mm -hmm. um, that's kind yeah. of an important thing to remember. Yeah. One of his early self-portraits is like perfect and, you know, looks like a photograph. And then his, one of his later self-portraits, it looks like a two-year-old did it with like a crayon. It was just like, Wah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, and which one do people like better? They probably like the one <laughs> like this. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I started yeah. out doing portraits because that's what all my friends were doing. And I felt this pressure 
in a way to do portraits. And I kept trying and trying and trying. And I just thought, I'm miserable doing this. I don't like it. It's not for me. It doesn't, this isn't feeding me. This is feeding my perfectionism, like trying to, you know, get the eyes just right and the nose lined up perfectly and the mouth the right shape. And I was just like irritated and frustrated. And I finally just stopped and said, I'm not doing this anymore as far as portraits go and tried mm. to create landscapes. So. Oh, interesting. Interesting. And I love portraits. I, I'm so attracted to portraits and realism. Um, but for me, it doesn't feed me. Yeah. When I watch you on social media, um, I follow a lot of artists and oftentimes they say niche down, niche down. It's all about your art and just post the art. But really I am drawn to your sharing of your heart when you are out in nature and just connecting with the energy of the space that you're in. Um, and I think honestly, social media is kind of going that way a little bit more because people really want to know who you are as well as your art. So I'm trying to make me cry. Aren't you? You're just (laughs) trying. It doesn't take much. (laughs) Thank you. I, I do what you said. I do think that's, I'm so happy. That's the way it's going. We're People are more real instead of this, you know, the same filter. Every photo has the exact same filter and the same color. And and while that's beautiful, it's not, it doesn't feel um, personal to me. And I'm not saying that the people that do that aren't authentic. I, I just am, I'm more attracted to people that share who they really are. And honestly, that's been like we talked about earlier, a struggle for me because I, um, I'm kind of private. I mean, if I know you one-on-one, I'll tell you anything you want to know and probably stuff you don't want to know. But as far as putting it out, um, for the whole public to peruse, you know, it's like opening your closet and saying, here, go through everything. Look at how I keep everything here. Go through my drawers in my bathroom and, you know, and there's That's nothing cool. in there. It's just the thought of it's personal to me. Yeah. So it's um, a place of vulnerability. Yeah. You know? yeah, it is. But you know, just this week, and I had a a customer, um, or not a customer, a collector, say to me, write me and say you inspire me, and I was blown away because the um. You know, I'm just out there trying to be real. I'm not really, I'm not looking to be famous or, you know, I I just, I just want to share what's on my heart with other people and the things that have made my life more fulfilling. I'm just trying to share that with people, not, um, you know. I'm not looking for accolades, I guess it is my, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, um, another way to say it is just the connection, Jody. like yeah. you're really good at connecting with people, especially one-on-one. And I think that 
when you're standing in your authenticity, then you're able to connect with people through the phone, through the social media. And, you know, like we're all kind of Gen Xers um, and Gen Xers have a different way of doing things than Gen Z or Gen Y, you know. So sometimes maybe we see what Gen Y and Z are doing and we feel like we should be like that. But yeah. no, like because you don't want to connect with Gen Z. Um, I mean, it would be cool if, you know, a teenager bought your art, but probably they're not going to be able to afford it. So, you know, you should just be you and you're going to attract lots of Gen Xers and they'll want to buy your art. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's kind of, I'm saying this more for me than for you because I, I need the reminder because <laughs> I'm, um, I go through like spurts, you know, where I might share stuff on social media and then all of a sudden I, I kind of withdraw and I'm, I'm just kind of like, Oh, I'm too busy. I don't know what I want to, I don't know what people, you know, if I want to show myself like wearing my pink clothes or something, you know, I get, I go back and forth. So I think it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I think you're great at that Dawn, by the way, I always uh-huh. look at your posts and I'm like, wow, that's so cool that you, you seem very comfortable. Yeah. Well, one of the phrases that I really like is what people think of me is none of my business, <laughs> but it goes a little deeper. The, the second phase to that is, and furthermore, it's seldom. Uh. So um, when we say what people think of me is none of my business, it gives away a little bit of power, right? Cause I'm, mm-hmm. cause I'm, saying people think about me but when i say it's seldom (laughs) they don't really think about me and it's true they may scroll through facebook and look at something on your feed or whatever but they're not thinking about me Uh right that's just my ego getting out of (laughs) check so um yeah we're all worried about ourselves when we're yeah (laughs) you know yeah You know, I think really what opened me up the most is, um, you know, my advocacy work for um, addiction and Mm -hmm. stigmatizing words and the things people say about people that have addiction issues. And I got real vocal, real vocal, because it was personal for me. Yeah. And, um, And I got a lot of flack too. I got some really harsh comments. Like I won't even say them on here, but like comments that I could not even imagine saying to someone who had lost a child, but I got them and it gave me some pretty tough skin. So Mm -hmm. now I really do. I don't care (laughs) what people think of me. And furthermore, it's seldom. (laughs) Wow. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think you're right, though, about the seldom. And then the other thing that I wanted to say is um, that even if people are thinking about you or us or me or whatever, um, they can only see what they can perceive and understand. So 
you know, we're all wearing prescription glasses that are, you know, tuned to our specific vision needs. And I think that the way we perceive people, you know, is through some sort of lens of our own experience. So really how people see us really is none of our business because it's so much coupled with, you know, how they see themselves and right. we can't possibly yeah. understand it. And so we think people think the worst and that's just kind of this, in, you know, internal like negative critic that we have probably, probably no, no, I mean, why would other people be going around thinking all these negative things about us? They don't have time. They're too busy about worrying about other people thinking those negative things about them. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's what draws people to your art, Jody. is it does elicit a feeling of calm and peace and serenity. And I don't know, I, I, I'm a Pisces. So of course, you know, water is awesome, especially, you know, the ocean and I yeah. grew up on the lake. So um, there is something very magical about water. You know, it carries you along the path and I heard something the other day, you know, water is just so gentle and flowing, but yet it carves into stone. Uh -huh. So it's, yeah. it's gentle, it's flowing, it's peaceful, but it's powerful. Yeah. And persistent. That's what yes. I like yeah. about it too. Yeah. Yeah. There's a quote, it's on my website, and of course I can't remember it off the top of my head right now, but it's it's basically that, that, that stone, you know, that water isn't carving stone with its power, it's carving it with its persistence. And so, yeah. And that's right. one thing I really love about the ocean is that it's, it's a powerful and the same and different. I'm not saying that very well. Um, it means it's so many things at one time, you right. know, it's so calming, but it's also very powerful and it's the same, but it's different. It's the same. Yeah. It laps against the shore, the same, the same, the same, mm -hmm. but every time you look at it, it looks different. So it, I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm a Capricorn. I think I'm born in the wrong. I keep checking all the things like this. I, this can't be right because <laughs> I'm so attracted to water and I have been my whole life. Uh huh. I mean, we, I grew up at the beach, so we were body surfing and I'm, I remember in school we went to the tide pools and I was just fascinated. Like I could not stop. I just wanted to touch everything and look at everything and, and then we moved away from the beach and lived by a lake. And I just wanted to be in the water all the time in the water. Um, it, there's just something about it for me. Mm -hmm. Me too. I think for a lot of people, I don't think I have the corner on the market as far as right, right. water. But, <laughs> right. but it really speaks to me. <clears throat> yeah, I think for me, it's really the sun. Like I just, too. I'm really drawn yeah. to the sun and the heat of the sun. Yeah. And you live in Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> which, oh. I mean, I was born in the Midwest, so yeah, it can be a little tough, but, um, 
but yeah, I do find myself really like looking towards the sun, especially in the spring yeah, and just feeling that it's coming back and it mm -hmm. makes me happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same here, you know, the Northwest, it's beautiful because it rains so much. And right. so I have to remind myself of that, you know, come April when I'm thinking about moving someplace like Texas because, <laughs> because of <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then when the sun comes out, I'm like, oh my gosh, my energy level changes, my mind changes, I, I sleep less. Mm -hmm. yeah, so, yeah, you I need to, it's crazy. Yeah. I'm curious. So do you have waterfront property or do you um, travel for your paintings? Um, no, we live about, uh, well, there's a Creek maybe a mile away. And then we're, I'm about 15 minutes from multiple rivers. We, we mm -hmm. live at the base of Mount hood and there's just water. It's a, um, it's a glacier and there's year round skiing and snowboarding there. And so there's water coming off of there all the time. And that's where those rivers come from. Wow. So yeah, it makes it nice. I mean, I would love to live on the coast. Um, but our, our other business is here. So mm -hmm. this is what we're doing. So when you paint, do you paint from memory or do you have snapshots or, you know, how do you um, do your paintings? Generally, it's from memory. I ha I do have some photos, you know, in the studio, but, mm -hmm. but a lot of times it's from memory and from an innate feeling. And sometimes I'll finish a painting and go, oh, that's what I saw the other day, you know, two weeks ago. Yeah. And I, I, I did one a few months ago and I, and it wasn't about this at all but I finished it. It was about water. And then I realized that looks exactly like the geode that my grandparents had on their table growing up. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah. It just brought, it like gives me the chills. It just brought all that flooding back for me. Um, so yeah, I, when I'm in nature, I, I go by myself a lot. And um, so I, I try to be really observant and quiet and, you know, honestly, the other day I was up there and I was kind of stressed and I, I stood at the river and was almost in tears because it was such a, a relief and such a, um, you know, I feel very connected there mm -hmm. near water. I read so. something about uh, the term tree hugger and it was some research article and they said that if you hug a tree for like two minutes, there's an actual energetic exchange and it actually does benefit the human, like blood pressure, heart oh, yeah. rate. Yeah. I was like, like, that's where that term came from, tree hugger, because it really does help with um, well-being. Oh, wow. I've mm -hmm. never tried that. I'm definitely going to try it now. Well, you know, when Brinley used to come over when she was really little, she loved um, Moana and, you know, those Disney. And I see her out in the backyard and she's hugging the tree. <laughs> I said, Barry, what's she doing? He, he goes, 
I guess she just likes hugging the tree. But there's research. There's research for everything. But yeah, mm-hmm. I found that very interesting. There's so much more research now about how nature and green spaces help our health, our yeah. blood pressure, our just everything, our stress levels, our cortisol levels, all of those things. And it's super cool to me that that science is proving what what I feel. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. This is reminding me of one of my favorite subjects to go off on tangents with, which is the Your Brain on Art, which is a nice book. And apparently there's a whole research area called Art Aesthetics. And so there is um, some interesting biofeedback that we get from different surroundings. Um, And so far, they really have focused on, you know, like, built and created uh, surroundings, but I'm sure Mm -hmm. that it applies to nature as well. And um, just like the healing and the biofeedback, you know, like our bodies, you know, really can feel calm in certain places in a different way, you know, than you might even think intellectually. So Mm -hmm. that's really cool. Yeah. And, and as far as music, there's some literature on that too that states like we always think to experience um, health benefits, you have to listen to, you know, the calm, serene music. But in fact, this research was showing, depending on the user's preference, that's what actually gave them the biggest boost of endorphins and um, health benefits. And I'm like, oh my gosh, even heavy metal? Yeah. <laughs> For some people, that's the thing. Yeah. Some... Yeah. My daughter is definitely listening to a lot of music. Her, um, she, she doesn't seem to be very picky or stuck on any one particular kind of music or band. She just listens to so much variety and I hear her singing her heart out and I just feel so happy when she's doing that because I've actually heard that that is definitely very healing, you know, singing along and listening to different frequencies. It really affects us in a very positive way. Yeah, for sure. And I think singing is just like painting or gardening or woodworking or anything, or you're, you're letting it out. It's a physical letting out of feelings and emotions and yeah. Yeah. And a lot of artists listen, sorry. Um, a lot of artists listen to music when they're painting. So I'm curious, Jody, do you listen to music or do you listen to the sounds of nature when you're sketching and thinking about your paintings? I do both. Um, sometimes I like it silent with just the window open. And sometimes I listen to a lot of Brandy Carlisle. I don't, I don't know why that I think she's a very um, intuitive sort of heart centered kind of artist in, um, but yeah, I listen to different things though, too, sometimes, but mostly it's calming, quieter kind of music. Hmm. Yeah. And you've been in a lot of art shows lately. You want to tell us a little bit about those? Yeah. Tell us. Yeah. They- it it's um it's always like like giving birth almost because you 
you produce you produce this you know I, for most of the shows that i do most of them are online um you know i have to have 12 to 15 pieces to do and that you know that's a lot i don't i'm not cranking out a piece in a in an afternoon i mean you know right it takes time and um but those shows have been great because i i've met so many interesting people and like-minded people and um it it's been a, a really great experience yeah yeah i mean i saw you in the the polymer um show like the, the pollinator show pollinator show yeah. and then i'm like well, here she is in another one. That's awesome. So yeah, I really think that that's, it's great to get your art out there. And it, it really doesn't, I mean, it's always great to sell pieces, but the more you're present and people are seeing your art, the more mm -hmm. you'll be, have a, a wider audience of collectors. So that's yeah. awesome. And I've been I've been reading a lot and I believe more and more that as artists of any sort, we're we're putting beauty back into the world. And I think yeah. that's so important. Um because I think in schools and things, they, they're so focused on academics, which I have no issue with academics, but mm -hmm. but I think there needs to be more balance as far as we need beauty. We we were made for that. We were made to connect with beautiful things. We aren't made to look at concrete and steel, you know, all day long. I mean, that's yeah. that's my personal opinion. And yeah. it was a little bit um, growing up. My, you know, it's kind of in a more scientific. No offense, Lynn. <laughs> scientific sort of uh factual sort of growing up and um i was told a lot like you're too sensitive and you cry too much and even as an adult people have commented like you cry all and i'm like and i tried i fought it and i fought it and i fought it and i finally was like you know what this is who i am and i can't change it and i'm tired of trying to um, mold myself to make other people comfortable. Right. And I, yes. I, and I don't mean that in a, in a rude or a mean way. I'm, right. I'm all about people. I, I love people. I want people to feel comfortable. Nobody wants, you know, I don't like to feel uncomfortable, so I don't want someone else to feel that way, but, um, I'm finally starting to own that. Yeah, I am sensitive and I feel like, that's a gift now. I'm seeing that. I had a, um, I'm reading a book right now called um, Let There Be Art. And it's just been amazing reading it because it just reminding me that I was created this way and that this, the way that I am is, is a gift and that I need to to use that. And I don't mean that in a conceited sort of way, like, Oh, I don't mean it that way. I just feel like it's, it's kind of my responsibility um, to share what's on my heart and share the things that I find beautiful, just like the two of you, 
sharing what what you know. I mean, Lynn, with your with your scientific aspect of it, I think that's so fascinating. Mm-hmm. And Don, with your the way that you do things, we we all have a different. You know, like you were saying earlier, we're all different, and we all have a different take on everything and the way we see the world and the colors we choose and the the marks that we make and. Yeah. Right. So, sorry, I get a little passionate about this. <laughs> yeah, me too. And um, I have a lot to say about this. But, you know, I think a lot of our school systems and our institutions are very much formed in a masculine energy. And, um, you know, kind of even the approach to science and technology is very masculine. Mm-hmm. Um, and And people have both masculine and feminine sides. And so obviously we're able to like switch into the masculine, but it doesn't nourish us. And right. I would say, you know, like I, I'm very curious, you know, scientifically and I, you know, I enjoy the technical side, but it doesn't necessarily nourish me um, in the same way that art does. So I feel mm-hmm. like we really need both. And, you know, for the public schools, especially for our kids, they need both. They really absolutely need both. I agree. Yeah. I'm thinking a lot about it with my teenager because I feel like her first year of high school has been almost like college prep and, you know, she may or may not go to college, um, when she finishes high school, um, you know, maybe she'll delay, maybe she won't go. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be up to her, but I really am getting very annoyed that the school is so pushed, you know, so focused on you know, getting kids ready for college. And this is, you know, as a college professor, I'm kind of thinking this, you know, like, just let them be kids. But also, like, really, from this perspective of this, you know, energetic balance, you know, like, we, mm-hmm. people need more of that feminine, like, we need to spend time in creativity, because connecting with creativity is something really important also for making discoveries in the technical world. Yeah, you know, we're not robots, we can't just be in that. Well, I was thinking I had this bizarre, you know, things just fly through my head. But this morning I was thinking uh, about birds and airplanes. And and I thought, you know, if some if if we weren't allowed to be creative, we would not have things like airplanes, because I'm sure I just a bird flew across my window. And I thought that looks just like a plane. And it made me, you know, got my mind going about I wonder if that's how people um, this will be a part you have to edit out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I was just thinking inventors, you know, if they weren't creative, we would not have the scientific things like what you just said. Like we wouldn't have airplanes. We wouldn't have skyscrapers we wouldn't have cars we wouldn't right. have basic things if people were not allowed to be creative yeah yeah well and leonardo da vinci is the classic example because his notebooks were filled with all kinds of different ideas and all, obviously he was a great artist as well so i mean just the idea of just documenting all these thoughts is something that i think is really valuable but also just spending time in creativity and just letting it kind of flow you know, is so important. But I also, I want to um, also say that I think that there, you know, like these big scientific advances from, 
um, basically the 18th and 19th centuries, right? Mostly 19th century, I guess. Um, people were just following their, their curiosity. You know, it wasn't that they had to like beg somebody for money to support them to do a scientific project that was all completely outlined out and they knew who they were going to hire and they were going to use this instrument and they were going to use this thing. No, like Marie Curie, like she just got super curious about, you know, the theory of the atom. And, you know, when she started to discover radioactivity, like she thought she was discovering something new you know, about how the atom worked. And, you know, it is something is a huge discovery, but she just was passionate. And like, they were just digging all of this, you know, what was it called? Like some sort of pitch, just digging like tons of it to try to isolate the stuff that was behaving differently to, you know, to understand matter. And, you know, can you imagine like writing a proposal to quote unquote, the National Science Foundation? Like, I'm going to dig up you know, how many tons of dirt, because I think there's something special in the dirt and it's going to change our understanding of matter and the interaction of the electrons <laughs> with, you know, it would never, it would never fly. So, you know, there's something that's happening right now in all of the STEM disciplines. That's really, in my opinion, very much the absence of the arts and the absence of the feminine and the absence of like the stillness and the slowness and the intuition. And sorry, I went off on a huge tangent because I feel no. super passionate about this. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's amazing. I, and you're so right. We're just, we're at warp speed all the time, constant influx of information and no one has time to sit and be and think and discover and, you know, create. Yeah. That's what I think about your paintings, Jody. is you create a sense of stillness, a.k.a. freedom, uh -huh. that people can bring into their space. Thank you. You know, um, which is what we need. Uh -huh. It is. I, still sometimes. Yeah, I, I had a, a collector say it's her moment of zen in the day when she looks at at my work and it's mm -hmm. it's so humbling to mm -hmm. to realize or hear that people have that reaction like it, it's just like i well harry i'm getting teary again <laughs> um, <laughs> it's allowed it's just, a lot of my paintings kind of start out frenetic you know where where i'm i'm just slashing stuff on the on the page. And then the longer I work, the calmer it yeah. becomes. And I, I think it's, you know, my own way of working through whatever. I'm not always angry or sad. It's not that, right. but just like the excitement and then works down into a calm space. And, you know, yeah. I really feel that the world right now is, um, you know, it, there's a lot of stress. And I really want to be able to put some peace out there if I can and some comfort and, you know, something that like for me, nature kind of soothes down the jagged edges. And right. I, I really hope that my art can do that for other people. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, that's kind of why I, and encourage people to, 
be out in nature and take the time. It, it only takes five or 10 minutes. I mean, sometimes right. I literally only have 10 minutes and I go stand out there in silence and just try to absorb the world around me. And, and I know not everybody has access. You know, I, I'm so thankful for the access that I have, but there's community gardens. There's, you know, when I lived more in the city, I would just walk the neighborhood and look at the neighbor's flowers or there there's ways to do it. It doesn't have, you know, you don't have to drive three hours right. to get to a natural space. There's parks, there's arboretums, there's conservatories, there's, you know, your neighbor mm -hmm. has pretty flowers. Like there's, right. there's ways to do it. And Absolutely. I just think it helps center us and ground us and remind mm -hmm. us that it's not all about how fast we're going and um, how much money we're making and what our status is. It, right. It's more what, about the what connection. Can get done. Yeah. 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 You know, oh, I got to finish that. I got to finish that. I got to finish that. No. Exactly. It's, yeah. the, it's the journey that's the beauty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the connection with each other. Mm -hmm. I've yeah. been thinking a lot lately about loneliness and we live in this, yeah. this whole wide world with all these people and the statistics are just showing that, you know, 70% of people feel lonely. Yeah. And you know, that, that that's sad, you know, I, right. that's one thing that attracts me to nature is that it, i it makes me feel like I'm part of something bigger, you know? Yeah. I'm so glad you, you said that. I was going to ask you if you feel that way when you're painting, like, do you ever feel lonely when you're in your studio? I don't. No, no I don't either. <laughs> in fact, maybe if, if my phone is giving me a message or something, I'm kind of annoyed. I'm just like, leave me alone. I'm painting. <laughs> exactly. I think especially when you get in that, you know, what they call the flow state. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel that way at all. And it's so still after all this time to like four hours go by. And I'm like, you know, somebody will come in and say, what are we doing about dinner? What do you want to have for dinner? And I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I got in here at one o'clock. How can it be dinner time already? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the flow. And I think that flow state is another thing that we humans really need. I feel like that's like a meditation. I um, do too. Do you also meditate or um I I I spend time in prayer a lot. Um and I do feel like when painting is a yeah, a meditation, like what you said. Because yeah. it allows you to to drop away all of the other stuff in your head and just focus on the one thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was asking because sometimes I don't really feel the need to meditate when I have my painting time, but when I don't have my painting time, then I'm definitely feeling like I need, I need to either paint or I need to meditate or something. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. And sometimes I don't realize that there's that resistance that a lot of artists talk about, about actually sitting down. Like we do all the other things. Oh, I just need to start this load of laundry or, Oh, I just need to wipe down the kitchen counters or, you know, mm -hmm. 
nobody balances their checkbook anymore, but, <laughs> but, right. you know, I have all these little things to do that I think there's some sort of resistance against getting in there. But then once I do, it's such a relief. And I, I find that if I spend a lot of time away from the studio, I get that sort of edginess or restlessness and, um, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised you brought up the resistance. So do you, can you elaborate a little bit more on when you feel the resistance? Is it just kind of like, um, kind of like a generic resistance? Like, for example, maybe I don't want to exercise today, so I feel resistance for it. Um, is it something like that? Or do you feel it like after you've started a painting and then maybe you feel resistance because it's hard to finish it or something? I don't know. Yeah, there's both. <laughs> um, I always, I want to paint and I'm not really sure where that resistance comes from sometimes. I don't know if it's something deeper that, oh, I should be doing the laundry or I should be balancing my checkbook. Like I said, I don't balance my checkbook, but I'm just using that as an example. And that if somehow you know, in the back of my mind, it's like, like maybe my time should be spent somewhere else, you know, training from being trained your whole life. Like this is indulgent, I guess, in a way. Um, and then other times if I've started a painting and I really like where it is, when I walk away, I'm, I'm sometimes hesitant to come back and keep going on it because I, I don't want to lose what I have. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, but I've learned over the years that that's just not, not really a, tr a true thing, you know, pushing it to the edge is good. <laughs> you can find out where the edge is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know I stepped away for a minute, but I was just thinking, I feel that resistance that you're talking about when... I have so much going on in life and, you know, you go down and you, you start painting and time gets away from you and you haven't done this, 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 and this. And, uh, it can be a challenge for me to get started. Like I, you know, I haven't painted in a week uh. because I've had just so much going on in life and, now I want to go paint like that's on my agenda for today, but I'm thinking, well, I've got to do this, this, and this. So I'm mm -hmm. going to have to put it on the back burner again. And yeah. it's frustrating because I know that it brings me peace and solitude and I love to do it, but I have other responsibilities. So it's just for me, finding the balance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and sometimes I think that's why people art journal so much mm -hmm. is that the, it's not the full on commitment of, I have to sit down and create a masterpiece because I have this right. canvas that I paid for and all these expensive paints. And, mm -hmm. you know, when it's in an art journal, there's no, um, there's no, uh, What's the word? This will be another thing. Um, 
the, no expectations. There's no expectations. Yes. Thank right. you. I like my brain. I'm like, where is that word? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I definitely agree. I love um, just painting in my art journal from time to time. And I, I think of it a little bit more like the paintings that I do in there are just for me. Like they're, they're not for anybody else. In fact, it's kind of cringy sometimes to think about maybe somebody else seeing some of my failed um, things that are in my art journal. Um, and then I just remind myself that, you know, it's up to me if I want to show it to anybody, nobody's going to necessarily have to see it. Um, and yeah, I definitely get a sense of relief, you know, just from, just from that. Um, and some of those pieces actually come out kind of nice. I feel really mm -hmm. proud of them. But yeah, the canvas sometimes, like you've got a nice big one, you know, something like that. And, you know, you don't really, sometimes you don't want to waste it. That's how I feel at least. But I'm starting to let go of that because I mean, you could just paint over it again. Right? Yeah. And or throw it out and buy another one because, you know, quite honestly, Michael's often has some pretty good deals or wherever, you know, what, you know, whatever yeah. art supplier you use. So I have a confession. So I, I really do believe that part of my hang up is I lost my art journal somewhere oh. between here and Florida. Oh, on your I last trip. Know. Yeah. <laughs> I've looked every, I've looked all over the, I've looked all over the basement where I keep all my art supplies. I've looked upstairs. I've looked all over the kitchen. I can't find it. And, you know, then, you know, people say, oh, let it go. Just forget about it. It'll come back. But like your art journal is like your diary, <laughs> yeah. right? And I had a lot of diary in that journal and mm -hmm. I can't find it. And then I think, did I leave it somewhere? Did I leave it in Florida? Did I leave it somewhere along the way? I don't know. So I I did get out another journal and start like one page. And then I put it away. I'm like, I, I want my art journal. <laughs> yeah. And I do I'm think sorry. that's kind of hanging me up. Hopefully it's at your place in Florida. I don't, I mean, it's not like you would take it into the restaurant or the no. restroom on your travel back and forth no no but i don't know it's just Maybe. frustrating did you so. check under all the seats in the car because i know you have like a big car so I did. there's a lot of yes. seats to check yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know so yeah i guess it's time for me to start a new one but you know that's like a piece of you yeah. I don't do a lot of art journaling. I think I'm kind of odd that way. I just go straight to the canvas a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I used to think of art journaling as being this um, kind of this extension of the scrapbooking, you know, that people were like, you know, making an art journal spread and, you know, like had to have some words or it had to have some sort of stencil thingy, you know, and then it also had to have nice composition. Yeah. Um, but then at some point, I don't know, I don't know when or where I got this, but I just decided like, oh, wait a second. I like to play with color. I'm just going to play with color. 
Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to create art. I'm just trying to like be in kind of like a little bit of that flow state. Yeah. Louise Fletcher. Uh, I, I follow her and, yeah. you know, she really elevates that importance of play and, mm -hmm. you know, just practicing and having no expectation and, yeah, I, I love art journaling. I, it's when I first started doing it, it took the place of my actual writing journaling. Mm. Now I do both, but it was just so profound for me to get my emotions out on that little paper and then close it up. And only I saw it, but you know, I'm evolving too. So writing has been um, something that is fulfilling for me and you're in the creative life book. We should mention <laughs> yes. that. Yeah. Let's yes. talk about your chapter. Yeah. My chapter is all about what we've been talking about the whole time that yeah. I don't, I don't have a specific, you know, practical hands-on you get out a piece of paper, you do this, you know, step-by-step -step thing. Mine was more about, getting out into nature and observing what's actually there. Like, look at the twigs, look at the leaves, look at, you know, how the water's moving, look at the color. I mean, the other day I was at the river and there was this spot that was swirling and it just stopped me in my tracks because the, the color, because water is so transparent, mm -hmm. you get such cool color combinations in there. And so that's what my, that's what my whole thing in the creative life book was about is like, if you're feeling harried and frenzied and stressed or disconnected, um, then spend the time in nature. Yeah. Go hug yeah. a tree. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hug all the trees, put your feet in the water, yeah. put your feet on the actual ground, you know, yeah. uh, that's called earthing by yes. the way. Yes, I did that. I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to go do some earthing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I a have a family thing. member that um, just started doing that about six months ago. And, and he swears it's made all the difference for him to just go stand and have his feet touching the ground. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, and he's mean, a very, you know, he's a very like scientific sort of mind. So it was surprising to me to mm, hear well. him talk about that. But it, like, yeah, I was like, cool. I, I want to go with it. you. There <laughs> is science behind it. Yeah. Because, you know, the earth, of <laughs> course, has energy. And there's different places in the earth that have different energies. Like um, I know um, Sarasota Beach, I read about this, is uh, the sand is from a certain kind of quartz, and it's oh. supposed to have this very high energy. Interesting. And, um, healing energy when you walk on the sand of the beach. So, I don't know. Mm. Maybe. There's got to be something it. to it. Yeah, no kidding. I'm like, I'll, I'll volunteer. <laughs> it's not Sarasota Beach. It's Siesta Key. Siesta Key Beach. Siesta Key. Oh, okay. but, yeah. Close enough, right? Mm -hmm. That's in the mm -hmm. in the neighborhood there. Yeah, it is. It's in Sarasota. It's part of Sarasota, or maybe 
over the bridge or something. But yeah. So yeah, I I am gonna do more earthing this summer because I got in the habit of wearing shoes just because, you know, you get a little older, your feet hurt and whatnot, mm -hmm. but doesn't mean I have to walk on the concrete, just the grass. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. So Yeah. Jody, so what's what's going on for you this summer? Um I'm, I'm just, I'm painting and, um, I have my prints that I'm offering still and I'm working on, um, trying to get my head around what I'm writing for the next book. Yeah. And well, yeah, how can people find, I know you're giving away a free five by seven. Yes. Right? Yes. So how can people um, get that print from you? You just go to jodykincadeprints.com. Okay. Yes. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Yeah. And I, I happen to have some. In oh. fact, they are. <clears throat> ah, yay. Right here. Yay. Very nice. So I'm, I'm searching for some frames because I'm I'm putting them in my office. Oh yay! Yeah. yeah. So I have mm -hmm. a little bit of serenity there. You know? Yeah. And I've started a a collection of of art, not only from these prints, but you know a few other things that happen to go around. And I have this wall where I have a bunch of pictures, like different family pictures and things, and. I was just thinking like, do I really need like my sister's wedding picture on the wall? Hopefully she's not listening to this. Like, do I still need to have that there. Um, you know, I've been looking at it for a while and you know, it's a nice memory and stuff, but it can go into a book and I want to start hanging, you know, this art that I've been collecting from, you know, people in the tribe and of course yeah. illuminate and, yeah. Yeah. So my hallway, um, where I normally put a bunch of family pictures, I'm going to switch it over to art. Like, yeah, like having your art, own gallery. Yeah. I mean, a lot of my other house, I used to have, I used to have art that I bought. I mean, usually, you know, not like art, art, like not original art, but prints and things mm -hmm. like, you know, nice prints and really nicely framed. And now I'm like, Oh, I'm going to have to put this thing in the storage unit. I know I paid like three to $500, you know, for this, you know, thing yeah, to be yeah. framed and it's going to go to storage now because <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm hanging my art, you know, around in the living room and different places. But yeah, I want to have like a whole, you know, space for everybody else's art. And so obviously Jody, you're going to be on the wall. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Well, it has been a pleasure talking with you. I even feel more peaceful and serenity, uh, peaceful and serene now than I did when we first started this conversation. I mean, your even your voice has like a soothing effect. So yeah, thank you. I really thank you for coming on the podcast and sharing oh. your heart with us. And uh, we'll link that um, the place where people can get prints in the in the comments. Um, if you're watching this, please give us a rating, share it with your friends so that we can grow and get more exposure for our artist friends.
Thank you so much for having me. It was wonderful talking to both of you and seeing you face to face. I love that. (laughs) Absolutely a pleasure, Jody. Let's do it again sometime. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you.